What's up, Yankee fans? We are back with another episode of Yankee Crazy Podcast, and spring training is over. The Major League Baseball season has begun. Yankees wrap up a good spring. Guys look healthy. Had a couple of blips in there, like Zach Britton going on the DL. Sorry, IL. <laughs> Keep saying that. That's a tough one. I am so used to saying DL. Anyway, it's the IL. Don't want to offend anybody with that one if people are taking offense to that, as we've discussed in the past. But Zach Britton on the IL, arthroscopic surgery on his elbow. Pretty big blow to the bullpen. A lot of people think that the Yankees still have a good bullpen. We'll see. We'll see. Made some changes into in the offseason. And, you know, the time will only tell, obviously. Luke Voigt goes on the IL. Minor meniscus repair. He's going to be back in May, hopefully. You never know with these timetables. You know, what does that mean? Does that mean he's back in May, has to be at the alternate site, working that out? Uh, You know, what's going on with the the minor leagues? Is it going to be the alternate site this year? I don't know. But anyway, who who knows what that could be? That could be June. Same thing with Zach Britton. They're saying June, but what does that mean? Could be July. Either way, those guys are two important factors on this team. Gary Sanchez, you know, if you look at those articles, like I always talk about in spring training, these guys love writing articles about anything. It's, it's like all of a sudden there's baseball and there's a plethora of things to write about. And one that everybody loved writing about was Gary Sanchez. First, it's, oh, Gary Sanchez is back. He hits these monster home runs and everybody says, oh, he's looking great. He's looking great. Then he starts to fade and then they start bashing him going, you know, the, the old Gary Sanchez showed up or, or the new, I don't know. The old Gary Sanchez was really good when he first came up. Anyway, Gary Sanchez, uh, need a big year from him. Like I've been saying all off season, I would have gotten rid of him. I really was hoping last year it was the, uh, you know, release the Kraken would have become a phrase meaning the Yankees released him, not that he hit a home run. But they rewarded him. $5 million uh, arbitration contract. And he's here to stay for this year at least. It's it's a put up or shut up year. Last year should have been. Um, you know, a lot of people, I don't know, there, there's a lot of, you know, you read articles and everyone says, oh, 2019 he had a bounce back season. I don't know. I got to go back and look at those numbers. I I, did, I just remember him not being that good 2019, but maybe that's a little revisionist history on my part. Anyway, Adam Adovino, gone. Traded to the Red Sox. Yankees bring in Darren O'Day, who I like. He's got that different arm angle. I think he is going to be really effective. Uh, you know, players talk about 
when one pitcher leaves and, a, and another pitcher, uh, you know, relief pitcher comes in and a guy like him thrown at a completely different arm angle than most everybody, it kind of messes you up, kind of mixes you up, especially, they say, coming in halfway through an inning. So we'll see about that. Hopefully, hopefully this is a solid bullpen. But more importantly, starting rotation. Lots of question marks there. It, on paper, it looks great. The whole, the whole Yankees roster on paper looks great. But as we know, paper does not win World Series. The rotation. Garrett Cole at the top. And we are one, se- we are one game into the season. Garrett Cole started the other day. Goes what? Goes into the sixth? Five and five and a third, five and two thirds, I uh, something like that. Looked pretty good, pretty solid. He is the ace of this staff, so he has to stay healthy. Been one of the healthiest pitchers uh, in the majors, one of the most consistent pitchers in the majors. So you need that. You need a full season of dominance from him, and into the playoffs, and to win a World Series. That is that is your guy. Number two in the rotation, Corey Kluber, who the Yankees picked up. You know, looks good in the spring. We'll see. He starts today. Saturday game in the Bronx against the Blue Jays. So they lose that game in extras. And, you know, one of, one of the things about this, this extras is I was talking with our friend of the show, Rob Carbone. Uh, friend of the show and contributor and you know we were saying oh you know no more gimmicks you know after last season with with all those crazy things and you know I kind of gave it a pass last year I said all right this is this is a different year they need to do some things with the game they need to shorten some games and that runner on second base in extra innings thought they were done with that you know that comes back to bite the Yankees in game one. You know, and the Yankees get the opportunity too, but, you know, it, it is really gimmicky. I think last year I, I said, oh, I kind of like it. It makes things exciting. This year I am completely changed on that. I do not like it at all. It is like uh, you're playing a video game. Like, oh, okay, all of a sudden you got a man on second to start the inning. That's, that's... Ugh. I don't like it at all, and maybe I am a little too much of a baseball traditionalist, but it's too much of a gimmick. You know, some of these games that go late, you know, that's part of the game, is trying to scratch a run in. And, excuse me, oftentimes... Yankees uh, can come up big with a long ball. Sometimes they wait a little too much for the long ball, but in extra innings, their offense uh, can sometimes help you with that. Um, Not sometimes. It can help you, of course, obviously. Helps you with the long ball, um, which, uh, you know, let me take that back. I actually like when the Yankees can scratch a run by uh, piecing something together. And, you know, in the ninth, they kind of looked like that. Uh, you know, who got on, I forget who got on first base, uh, but 
it was, was it Sanchez? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, I think Gary Sanchez got on first in the ninth and they put Talkman in. Mike Talkman, who everybody says had an off year last year and, you know, supposedly Yankees got a lot of interest on in uh, the trade market for him and they kept him. And, you know, he was, that was a, some nice, aggressive base running. He steals second, then he steals third. Clint Frazier gets up. I thought Clint was coming through. I'm like, this is his year. He gets, uh, you know, put in, you know, b- b- before spring training, I believe, right? I think it lined up before spring training. Aaron Judge, uh, Aaron Judge, Aaron Boone announced Clint Frazier is the starting left fielder. And, you know, then they signed Brett Gardner after that, and he still said Clint Frazier, you know, batting ninth. Guy batting ninth, he is, <laughs> you know, that's got to be the best ninth batter in the league, uh, I think. So I thought he was going to come through because I think this is his year. I'm a big Clint Frazier fan. And he walks. He had a good game. Good game. Two for three with a walk. Gotta, gotta love it. And that gets up DJ LeMayu. And you're kind of thinking, you know, first and third, one out. DJ is up. And... Maybe it was, was who's, but, uh, no, I'm trying to think. Maybe someone made an out and then Clint got up. No matter. DJ comes up and I'm like, oh, DJ's getting a hit. This is, this is his, this is what he does in these situations. Nice walk off for him, right? No, does not. Chops it to third and they get Talkman out at the plate. So first and second, Aaron Judge up. All right, this is it. Aaron Judge, this is your time. Come on, do something big. Game one. Nothing. He, uh, does he pop it up? Did he strike out? I, I can't even remember. I think he struck out, right? I don't know. He's, I don't like how he has been striking out in, the, um, in big situations like that. Uh, you know, reminds me of the playoffs. Sometimes uh, there's been a few occasions where he needs to come up with that big hit. In especially last year's playoffs, and he did not. But it's game one. Won't get too crazy. <laughs> Yankees go down 0-1. It was, um, uh, you know, they are in last place <laughs> after one game. And it reminded me of back in the 80s. My brother Raj said to me uh, back in, like, some of those really bad 80s teams, he said, Yankees won their first game, and I'll never forget, he said, all right, <laughs> cut that out of the Daily News, which we always used to get. He goes, cut, cut out the standings in the Daily News. That's the, the last time you'll see the Yankees in first place. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good line. So I'm going to cut this one out of the paper. You know, they even have papers anymore. <laughs> Everything's online, but I will screenshot this because this will be the last time you will see the Yankees in last place. It better be. <laughs> they, better, they better win today. Uh, you know, Blue Jays, they are going to be their toughest competitor this year. Red Sox still not there unless something crazy happens and, and they have one of those, like, unexpected, uh, you know, trying to rebuild and, and all of a sudden they're good. Hopefully that's not the case. So I want to see the Yankees obviously beat up on them. 
the Rays lost Charlie Morton and Blake Snell, but you know the Rays are you know they are crafty. They they can like get rid of guys and get better talent and turn things around. Who knows? They you know as far as I know they still have that line that pretty solid lineup. The Orioles, uh, I think again they are going to be horrible, which uh, is awesome <laughs> as long as the Yankees beat up on them. But the Blue Jays are going to be their biggest competition, and they have a really solid lineup. Besides uh, Ryu as uh, their ace of the staff, and he's, you know, he's talking about crafty. He's a crafty left-hander. Um, and they said a really, that was a really funny story, an uh, interesting story. Uh, they said on uh, the game the other day that his father, I think he's, I think he's from Korea, like growing up in Korea, right? Am I making that up? No, I think he is, or I, I, I'm pretty sure. If he's not, I apologize. But either way, his father uh, started playing baseball with him and he got a lefty glove, but he was really a righty. So he just started throwing left-handed and look at this, comes a, a major league pitcher. Uh, pretty incredible. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder if he could throw righty. Like, uh, you know, Yankees had a guy in their, um, minors who was, um, what do you call that? When you can, uh, uh, throw lefty and righty. Um, what's that term? Oh my goodness. I'm blanking on it. Well, either way, this guy could throw as effective righty and lefty and they were making him a glove that he could switch. And they had to remember this. They had to make um, rules that he couldn't switch the whole time that he's facing someone. Because if you're having, a, if you're facing like a switch hitter, you, you know you can throw right and throw left, and they could bat right and left and turn around and um, be interesting to see if he could, how well he can throw righty. Anyway, as I said, Yankee, you know, wrap up this game one. Yankees lose, hopefully a blip, but it's definitely a letdown. Uh, losing the first game. You always want to see your team open the season with a win. Oh, and also wanted to see uh, Garrett Cole open the whole season with a throwing a, a first ball strike, but he did not. It was the first pitch of the season was a ball. But my wife, Suzanne, I'll never forget it. When I went to, when the Yankees opened up the, C, uh, the, the the new stadium, 2009, I was at that game and they lost. And I was like, oh, I was really, really disheartened by that because, you know, again, opening up the season and opening up the new stadium, you wanted to see the first game a win. And she said, well, lose the first game, win the last. <laughs> I like that, meaning win the last game of the season as in the World Series. And they did. They went on to do that. She was um she she was uh psychic on that one. <laughs> Hopefully that is the case this year. Hopefully we can look back and say Yankees lost the first game of the season but won the last game of the season. Wouldn't that be great? Yankees wrap it up in Yankee Stadium winning a World Series this year. Yeah. Phenomenal. So let's go around the horn, talk about this team. Let's start with the pitching. Since pitcher is on the field and the scorecard is number one, right? 
<clears throat> we'll go around that way. So, as we talked about, Garrett Cole, number one. Corey Kluber, number two, who is looking good. You got to hope that, you know, all these guys with a shortened season and Corey Kluber hasn't thrown since, what, 2019? Got to hope that he can last the whole season and go into the playoffs. That's the thing. It's one thing to get through the, the season, but he has got to be ready for, you know, hopefully, you know, kind of banking on the Yankees to make the World Series. If they didn't make the World Series, the uh, not World Series, I mean playoffs, making the playoffs this year, you know, it's kind of just a given. With this lineup, uh, you, you think it would make up for some of the pitching uh, question marks. But you need him. You need Kluber to have a really, really good season. I think he's an important part. Next. And, you know, Kluber, look at his experience. He's, he is a, a, a veteran, Cy Young Award winner, and can be really important for the younger guys on this staff. <clears throat> Domingo Herman slotted in at number three. He is... The X factor, and I think he's going to have a really, really great year. You know, there was a little bit of controversy uh, him coming into camp with uh, you know the the domestic violence uh, that happened that got him banned. Didn't pitch last year. Was kind of I think we even forgot about him talking about him in uh, one of our last episodes, <clears throat> but. He comes in, he supposedly has a team meeting, apologizes to everybody, uh, and, 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 and seems remorseful for what he did. You know, then, he, you know, he actually, I think he got married during spring training. So, you know, hopefully that was a really huge mistake by him, obviously. Terrible, terrible thing. Uh, hopefully it was... Just a one-time thing. Hopefully he is past this and had to go to counseling. But one of the things I think he should have done, and I think the Yankees should have said, listen, you got to do this. He should have come out with a statement and saying that he is going to donate a portion of his salary of 2021 and forever, should always do it, to a... Anti-Domestic Violence Foundation. I think that would have been a really great PR move on his part. And it would have made the Yankees look better too. You know, this is... the, the I, I'm sure they care about it. But, you know, to get the public to get behind you and really show remorse, that, that's something that I think would have been really important. And giving you a little bit better view on Domingo Herman. You know, you, you can apologize and you can come in front of your team and say that, but do we really know that's true? You know, I guess even donating money wouldn't really know if that is true and if he is remorseful or, you know, who knows? We don't know, but I, I guess we have to forgive him. You know, look at Chapman. He's no, he's no uh, angel either. He had domestic violence issues that, you know... I, Still don't know exactly what happened with that. Um, the Domingo Herman thing was seen by a MLB official, you know, back in that, I think it was at CC Sabathia's, uh, like, foundation uh, charity event. 
So there was, you know, definitive proof of whatever. I believe he he hit his, at the time, girlfriend. So uh, hopefully this is past him. Hopefully he does really see the error in his ways of this. And I guess we can, uh, I guess we got to forgive him. Well, either way, he's going to be pitching for the Yankees this year. And, uh, you know, it, if he would have done that, it would have felt a little bit better rooting for him. You know, we're, as a Yankee fan, you root for the uniform. But when some of these guys are not the, the, the perfect role models that we want them to be, it's sometimes a little tricky because you're like, you want this guy to do well, but then you're like, you, you, I feel conflicted. Like, is he like the best person in the world? But it's tricky. It is tricky. Anyway, he is your number three pitcher, and I have a feeling he's going to be really good. I think he's going to be really dominant. I think he is over this and past this. You know, Zach Britton came out and said uh, something to the effect that he did not like having Herman on the team and that it would be awkward because he, you know, like all of us, felt it was really, uh, you know, a horrible act that he did. And who knows if that would have caused some problems. And maybe it will uh, when Zach Britton comes back. But for now, who knows? Who knows if anybody else uh, feels the same way. Zach Britton, as, I, as far as I know, is the only one who said anything. Anyway... Number four, I believe, I believe number four is Jordan Montgomery. I think they have him in at four. Another guy who I have been big on, Monty, since he was a rookie. I have always liked him. He's, he's uh, you know, really uh, has been progressing his pitching. And, you know, him get going on uh, the IL and having to get that Tommy John surgery you know, he was, I think, was he 2-0 and when that happened? And I I was like, oh, he's going to have a, such a solid dominant year that year, which was, what, 19? And then he has that injury and uh, comes back with the TJ surgery. Supposedly he is throwing harder uh, and looking really good. I think he takes the next step forward and is going to have a really great season. Then you've got who the Yankees traded for, Jamison Tyone. Guy looks, you know, looks like he could be a potential star in this league. Is really, really good. Shows signs of uh, of greatness at times. And he also, he had some injuries. Uh, and he also, I think, right, he dealt with cancer. I think he uh, had... I don't know, can't remember, but you know, you look at that and lot of you you've got three out of the five starters with past injury issues, and they they become instant question marks based on that. So we'll see how this rotation right now pans out. They do have uh Davy Garcia who some people thought would be the fifth starter. He did not have the best spring. Uh, Clark Schmidt, another guy who probably would have made um, 
as as I actually I don't know if they would have brought if he would have made the the the, the starting if he would have made the roster. He uh, had what injury he he had was he have elbow stiffness maybe shoulder stiffness I can't remember but he is on the IL or at the alternative site didn't make the team and we well I'm not sure if he would have made the team if he if he didn't have that not. Not a hundred percent. I don't know. What would you do? Put him in as a, a long reliever? I don't know. I think um, he is. They they want him to be a starter, so I think they gotta stretch him out. So I think it's good that he did not. Uh, that he wouldn't have, even if he wasn't injured, uh, made the team. Get keep him down at this alternative site. Have him get stretched out uh, in case something happens. You know, fingers crossed. This would be, uh, you know, <laughs> after the past couple of years, this would be a miracle if the Yankees didn't have any major injuries. It's it it's become laughable at all these injuries, and obviously Zach Britton and Luke Voigt are major injuries. So <laughs> right off the bat, we're we're starting uh, with some. Can't even have the consistent lineup. But anyway, there's your starters. Catcher Gary Sanchez, we have talked at length about Gary Sanchez. This is the put up or shut up year. This is if if he does not do well, the Yankees have got to just cut ties and say, all right, as I've been calling it, the Gary Sanchez experiment needs to end. Uh, but I'm I'm rooting for the guy. Obviously want him to do well. Do not want him to uh perform poorly. And Kyle Higashioka was was serviceable last year, pretty good. But I don't think he's your, your, your answer at catcher. So, Gary, uh, good game. Had a two-run home run the other, uh, um, uh, on opening day. Uh, I think he had a hit and maybe a walk, something like that. Threw a runner out at second. So, good. Looking good. Looking good, Gary. Let's hope. You know, I was joking with... Um, uh, I was joking with uh, Rob, and I think I was I think I was joking with my aunt. Me and my aunt always uh, my aunt Franny. She um, we are both <laughs> uh, anti Sanchez, although anti as in you know he's got to play well. Like I said, we we you, got, you root for him, but it's frustrating, very frustrating. And you know I I was joking. Wait, I think I was joking with her too over text and uh, and Rob saying uh, my favorite uh, <laughs> my favorite player Gary with a great game and Rob had something funny he texted me back uh, a really great sarcastic comment he was like yep me and you Gary fans from day one or something like that I was I was laughing that was that was really really funny that was a real as I say you know when people say lol that was a real one because I did laugh out loud <laughs> for that one. <laughs> So we'll see. Keep your fingers crossed. Gary has a great dominant year. It'd be incredible. It would be really incredible. First base, Luke Voigt, not coming back till who knows when. Uh, Jay Bruce, I almost called him Bruce Jay. <laughs> Jay Bruce, who looked like he was not going to make the team, but the Voigt injury opens it up. He's at first base, uh, you know, Bobbled the ball the other day, I believe. Um, not his natural position. But gotta gotta hope big things for him. Gotta hope Yankees catch lightning in a bottle until Voigt comes back with him. And, uh, you know, lefty bat, power lefty bat at Yankee Stadium. If he can put it together, man, the guy can 
crush some homers there, right? You know, uh, you know, right field Yankee Stadium, a lot of balls that are like pop-ups in other stadiums or home runs there. And uh, Jay Bruce has to, uh, he's got to take advantage of that. Second base, DJ LeMayu. DJ, uh, you know, didn't look great this spring, uh, but you kind of say, ah, it's spring training. He's going to put it together. Um, you know, opening day, didn't look fantastic. Really thought he was going to come up big, uh, as I talked about in uh in the ninth but you got to expect that the 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 robot dj le machine is going to put up similar numbers to what he's been doing you know become uh, elite hitter and defense is fantastic he is definitely an elite player you look at the him in the mvp what did he come in last year was he second or third probably could have made a um an argument that he went that he should have won the MVP. Wins the batting title, best at batting average in the AL and NL, all the major leagues. And the year before 2019, he came in like maybe he was fourth. Another, another uh, could have made an argument for him being even higher than that. Not worried about DJ. I think he's gonna really perform. <clears throat> And, you know, improve that contract that they gave him. I think he is the type of guy who's like, I think he's not going to stress out like some guys that he's got to perform. I think he's just going to say, you know, plug it into his uh, computer and, uh, <laughs> and go and, and dominate again. Shortstop, Glaber Torres. Came into camp, everybody says, a lot more fit than he did for spring training 2.0 last year. You know, who knows? Last year, he might have been like, uh, you know, went back home and just been <laughs> been eaten. I don't know. Um, did not look great. Still still was pretty good in the playoffs from what I can remember, right? Playoffs, Glaber. He, um, I think he had some big hits in the playoffs. Um, expecting big season uh, from him this year. Another, you know, more, uh, another pro- progressive year for him. He is, I know everybody loved talking how he was 23 uh, two years ago, right? Now he's 24, and I think he turns 25 soon. So he is coming into those prime years and great player already. It just has to even excel more, take that next step. Third base, Gio Urshela is back. Had uh, bone spurs removed from his elbow. He is another guy who you want to see is... um, going to keep playing at his at his high level the you know surprising high level when he first came up and got to hope that everything stays the same with Gio outfield we will go into left field Clint Frazier man he's he's the man I like Clint Frazier a lot I was looking at the uh all the heights of players and um all these guys are like six foot this, six foot that, and Clint Frazier, not that he's short, is 5'11", but then I'm like, Gardner's 5'11", too, and I'm like, I just always thought Gardner was even shorter than that, and you know, you see Gardner up in, the, like, you know, there's some pictures, or you see him at the end of games over the past couple of years next to Aaron Judge, and he looks like a midget, but everybody looks like a midget next to uh, Aaron Judge who is 6'7", but I couldn't believe that Clint Frazier and Gardner were the same height. I really thought Clint was taller than that. So now I got to see Clint next to um, 
Aaron Judge. <laughs> and yeah, Giancarlo Stanton, too. He's a tall dude. I think, he's, I think they have him listed as 6'6", which I didn't, think he, I didn't think he was that tall. But anyway, Clint Frazier, I, I, I foresee big things happening for Clint. I've been foreseeing big things for him for the past two years, and I think this is the season he puts it all together and shows and proves that the Yankees were smart to keep him. Only 26 years old, too. Another guy, you know, still very young. Can, you know, still still entering these prime years right now. So, big, big, big expectations from me for Clint. Centerfield, Aaron Hicks. Question mark with Hicks. Gotta stay on the field. Guy is really, really talented. Um, and you gotta hope... That he stays healthy. You know, that's like with everybody, you got to hope that. But Aaron Hicks, you know, too many, too many stints on the IL. I almost said DL. (laughs) But he is the guy that they need to have a great consistent season out there. You know, you've got Brett Gardner and Mike Talkman as the backups out there. And uh, if Talkman... uh, has to go in or Gardner, uh, obviously. You expect them to pick up the slack. Talkman, like I was saying, they, people think he last year was, was a blip for him, and they think that he is progressing and is better than he was last year. Had a really good 2019 when he filled in. I'll never forget him going on the IL, like what, the, like, the last, week in the ser- last week in the season or two weeks, and, man, I felt bad for him because he really performed well in that, that 2019 next man up year. <clears throat> also, Hicks, you know, they got him batting third. I don't like that. I'm going to talk about, well, let's talk about the, the lineup. Uh, first, we'll go Aaron Judge, you know, right field. Uh, he's, he needs to have a full season. Hasn't had full season t- since 2017 and got to come up bigger in those clutch moments. Talking about clutch moments, uh, if you haven't seen The Last Dance, I know I'm late to it. But I just finished The Last Dance, uh, you know, Michael Jordan, uh, the Bulls 97 season. Incredible. I love, I love documentaries like that where you see all this behind the scenes stuff. And, you know, as as you know, I am a, a long suffering Knicks fan and it brought me back to when that was when the Knicks were good and just couldn't beat the Bulls, could not could not get over the hump. And um, I never hated Michael Jordan. My, my brother, Raj, was a big Bulls fan. Loved Michael Jordan. He loved Michael Jordan in college. He was always a, a North Carolina fan. And then when Jordan went to the Bulls, he became a Bulls fan. And um, so I used to, I, you know, I, I, I would root for Jordan. I didn't, I didn't hate the Bulls, although I probably hated them, seeing them beat up on the, the Knicks so many times. But... The Last Dance is a fascinating documentary. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. And Michael Jordan just clutched. The guy is just, he's, he's just incredible, really incredible. I could probably do a whole podcast on that show. I was just amazed by it. Really, really cool stuff. And um, that is, you know, not that Aaron Judge is going to be the Michael Jordan of uh, baseball, but 
he's got to come close. He needs to. Uh, <laughs> I think the whole the Yankees need Jordan just on their team to uh, toughen them up, because <laughs> he he toughened the guys on his team up. They you know some people you know you, re, you watch that show uh, called him a bully, but the guy demanded a high level of uh, of effort because he was putting it in and he felt that everybody around him needed to be like he was putting in that effort and um, just really incredible. I, I've kind of been using that when I feel a little tired and, and Susanna actually was like, do you need a, I think she called it a Jordan slap. She's like, do you need a Jordan slap? And uh, let me, let me, which basically meant, you know, getting you fired up and, and being, being, you know, can also, you know, almost be mean about it. And, but he, he brought people to a higher level and um, I've definitely been using that. I'm like, you know, this man played with food poisoning. <laughs> he played through everything. He just was, he was a gamer. So watch that and bring that into your own life. When you're feeling a little tired, give yourself a Michael Jordan slap and, uh, and, and, and get going. And I think the Yankees do need that. They need him as a special advisor. And, um, Aaron Judge needs to stay on the field and needs to produce. And that brings me to the lineup. I, I, I haven't liked this Aaron Judge batting second. And again, maybe I am too much of a baseball traditionalist, but he needs to be third. I feel like DJ LeMayu, who I love that they put him in the leadoff spot. I think I, you know, I don't want to pat myself too much on the back on this one, but I, I could have sworn that before they put him in the, 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 the one spot, I had said that he should be the leadoff hitter. Um, we go back and check the tape. Mario, go, go back and check. <laughs> check the catalog. Um, but I don't like uh, Hicks batting third and Judge batting second. I feel like DJ sets the table one. Hicks, Hicks should bat second if anybody, or Glaber. I like one of those two in there. Hicks gets a lot of walks, sees a lot of pitches. I feel like he would get even more pitches having Judge behind him and then Stanton. And I don't know. That's just I don't know. I'm I I. That's the way I have always thought about it. Uh, from you know, the the seventies Yankees. I think we're we're geared in that kind of a lineup, and the Joe Torre Yankees. <clears throat> this this and I know the analytics say that your best hitter should bat second because they get more at bats. But I I just I don't like it. And what is it? What has it done for the Yankees? Have they won a World Series since Aaron Judge is here? No. So I, I don't know. Uh, I don't like these analytics in terms of them setting what the lineup should be. That should be, like I said, your, your, your guy who is going to uh, see a lot of pitches, get a lot of walks in the second hole, like Aaron Hicks. I, I, I don't mind Hicks being second. And then Judge third. You know, those two guys at the top setting the table. Then Stanton. Keep Stanton fourth. Uh, Luke Voigt, maybe Luke Voigt comes back and is fourth, and Stanton goes fifth. Got to see who you know. Play the hot hand. See see how the see how things are shaking out when that lineup comes back. But for now, since Voigt is not in the lineup, going Stanton fourth, fifth. 
I would be, I haven't gotten this far yet. <laughs> so let's talk it out. Let's see. Fifth, you've got the opportunity to have, let's see, Frazier, Glaber. I feel like Glaber, what's really crazy is, I don't know, maybe we, we we gotta. We should go back. We should have. Do we have uh, Mario? Do we have an analytics department? Oh, that's us. We're the analytics department. I would love to go back and easily see what uh, Glaber Torres' average is uh, in like the two spot. I think he doesn't do very well in the two spot, to tell you the truth. And the six spot. I don't know for some reason in my mind, Glaber Torres hits really well in the sixth spot. Like it's not a lot of pressure on him. Uh, where like fourth and fifth is like more. Um, I feel like six is good for him. Don't ask me why. Maybe it's a gut feeling. Maybe the, the I got to run the team like Joe Torre and, and <laughs> use my gut. Um, but maybe Clint Frazier is fifth and then maybe Glaber is sixth. And then you've got Gary and Gio, maybe maybe you take a lot of pressure off of Gary and you put him at eighth and Gio ninth. Or maybe you swap it. Maybe you put Gary at ninth. Although, you know, is he going to have a, a frail ego and, and get all like moody because he's batting ninth? <laughs> Clint Frazier, he said it great. He's like, I, he goes, this, this lineup, I don't care. He goes, put me anywhere. I, I don't care about hitting ninth. I'm in the lineup. Love that. Love that. And, and you know, it brings up about Cliff Frazier. He's gotten some bad raps over, uh, you know, that whole like fake story about asking for number seven, uh, Mickey Mantle's number, which turned out wasn't even true. And I don't like that. And I think, you know, uh, I won't get into it. I, you know, I, I believe there's a couple of Yankee, uh, reporters who actually, uh, were the ones who started that, right? Like I think Susan Waldman, who I think is, is a, you know, really great, um, you know, my, my mom and my aunt love Susan and John and, uh, and they are just classic Yankee broadcasters but I think she actually was the one who brought that up and it wasn't true so I'm a little little discouraged by that Susan if you're listening <laughs> but anyway that's my lineup there it is uh we'll see we'll see if they make any changes Aaron Boone likes to really stick with the same lineup I believe he likes that consistency which I can I can see but just do not like judge second all right, that takes us to the relievers. Relievers, a whole new look for the relief pen. And let's get into that. Um, so on the Yankees' active roster <clears throat> in their bullpen, you have Luis Sessa, who went to arbitration and got, I don't know what he's getting. Um, I don't love Sessa. He shows signs of, uh, flashes of brilliance, but... Always disappoints me. Always, always comes back to uh, haunt me and disappoint me, and then he kind of goes on a dive. I think that's that, that's my <laughs> my thoughts. Chad Green, like Chad Green, really like Chad Green. <clears throat> uh, I think he got a little tired last year. I don't know if he was really ready. Gave up some uh, <clears throat> the playoffs. I think he gave up some pretty bad hits. Right? I don't know. I kind of blank the playoffs if the Yankees don't win the World Series. I, <laughs> I keep blanking them out. So. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, Michael King. Michael King. Don't really know a lot about Michael King, um, but, you know, he's a guy who the Yankees have been big on. Uh, looked good in the spring. We'll see about him. Uh, Jonathan Loisaga. 
another guy. Disappointing. <clears throat> he, uh, you know, can show signs of, of flashes of brilliance, as I keep saying. <clears throat> but he um, just hasn't strung it together. He, he, he's, he's up and down, and he can get hit bad. I think he got hit bad in the playoffs, too, right? I, I'm trying to think. I think they brought Lois Saga in at one point in the playoffs. That was um, a pretty big spot, and he was terrible, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> Look that up. Nick Nelson, guy uh, who had a good spring. From what I read, uh, another guy. I don't know too much about Nick Nelson. But, uh, he, you know, he was up, right? He was up a little bit with the Yankees. He's been up and down. Um, and a guy who does have some good potential from what I read. <clears throat> Darren O'Day. Darren O'Day, like I said, you know, comes in with that different arm angle. Uh, I like it. Shows... You know something, something different for uh, for hitters to look at, and you know we'll see how they piece that together. That bullpen, um, Chapman is serving what two more days of a, a of a of a, a suspension, right? Didn't he get suspended for something that carried over in the regular season, right? Because he's he can't play today's game, and he couldn't play yesterday's game, uh, and then he'll be back. Um, Chapman worked on a new pitch. He uh, has a splitter now. And, you know, it's, it's great for him to have another pitch in his arsenal because I think he's getting figured out and he can't just throw that heat anymore. And, you know, Roger Clemens was one of probably the f- most famous guys I can remember who threw this split finger. He called it, he called it something like Mr. Splitty or something like that. Really, really effective pitch for him. Uh, you know, if, if Chapman can throw it half as good as uh, Clemens did, then... Then maybe we've maybe he's back to uh, elite closer, hopefully because Yankees need that, especially in the playoffs. Need someone to close out these games, and I have not been big on. <laughs> it's funny. Um, my mom calls him Drippy because he comes into the games like sweating. You ever see him come in? <laughs> he's just dripping with sweats, and she she's so funny. She calls him Drippy. I love it. Funny, funny nickname. So Drippy's got to be big. He can't be a drip. <laughs> and there you have it. There you have so far your 2021 Yankees. Um, you know, like I said at the beginning of the show, on paper, it looks really good. Yankees look really, really good on paper. And, but paper doesn't win. World Series, and obviously they have to perform. I think they can do it. I think I think every year they can do it. <laughs> and uh, it's a sit back and wait and see. But let's enjoy the season. 2021, fans back in the stands. And hopefully they get to full capacity by this summer. And everybody gets an opportunity to go to the games. And we are out of this pandemic, hopefully. All right, guys, that is it. That wraps up the show. Yankees come on today against the Blue Jays day game. Hope you can watch it. And we'll talk to you soon. Maybe we'll we'll even live tweet uh, the game on this one. We'll see. But enjoy it. Let's have a great season. Cheers to this season. Um, And a World Series would be awesome. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up. We will talk to you soon. And as always... Let's go Yankees.